Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Big 12 flip-flops on a conference championship game. But guess what? It doesn't matter. We'll tell you what does matter. The baseball team's headed down the backstretch of West Coast Conference play. Head ball coach Mike Littlewood tells us how the Cougars make the West Coast Conference tourney. Plus, Jordan Leslie, new receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, joins us live. The latest from his NFL dream pursuit. Why he feels he's going to make it. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, May 6th. Weather. Wherever and however you're dialing, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Disco Fever Dance Instructor, Jerem Jordan. Yes. What's your move, dude? What's your go-to I move? I don't have a move in that. <laughs> John Travolta's move? No. That's the it's literally the only disco have, move I know. I'm 31. I don't have disco moves. Yeah, you do. Don't nah. de- don't deny. Yeah. I heard a crazy story on the way to work this uh, morning. Okay. Okay. So a mother you in Florida. You want to get invited to the Big 12? Yeah, no, not that. Oh, not that's that. crazy. Stop. Sorry. A mother in Florida used a Pizza Hut app mm-hmm. to get herself and her kids out of a hostage situation. Okay? That's what it's meant for. Right? <laughs> now, here's the thing. She ordered a small hand-tossed classic pizza with pepperoni and then after said 911 hostage help. Brilliant. Hmm. They called the authorities. Everyone got out safe. Interesting. What I want to know is, did they deliver the pizza? <laughs> sure they did. In 30 minutes or less. Yeah, yeah. Was it free? You're the first one to show up to that situation? Look out. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But, well, I mean, that's really cool. I, thought, I know it's random. It has nothing to do with sports, but... I would use Twitter. Yeah, seriously. Like, if you could get to some sort of social media I would or use a phone or something like... Because there'd be, yeah... There'd be people that could help. They'd probably think it was a joke at first. Man. Well, from you, yes. Hashtag serious. <laughs> hashtag rise and grind. Hashtag blessed. Another funny story. Last night, Jeremy and I, uh, we met some BYU Sports Nation fans from China. Well, we went to the Linehan Nimmer reception. They're not Chinese, but they live in China. Yeah, they're BYU fans. But we went to Johnny Linehan and Marissa Nimmer. Rugby, women's soccer, got married. Congrats to them. So there were a lot of women's soccer, rugby, kind of, it was a party. Power couple. They're a power couple now. And if he plays on the football team, we mentioned power couples in the Wild Wards, then he qualifies. They're, they qualify. they're a player in yes. there. Okay? They maybe replace Gray and Winder. Okay. So we go to the reception last night, and the Nimmers have some relatives that live full-time in China. And he told us, man, when I'm watching soccer games or whatever on Saturday night. It's a Sunday morning. And, and he I'm said a- he was in sacrament meeting. <laughs> And a goal, church. a goal would be scored, and he'd react in sacrament. <laughs> See the good in the world. Oh. That's pretty awesome in China. That's very cool. And I'm sure there are lots of stories like that. Prioritize. <laughs> it's very cool that this place reaches that far. That's, that's awesome. It's unique. Hey, our conversation alive 24-7 worldwide on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members new or old, always welcome. Listen. What will be the catalyst for BYU's inclusion into a Power 5 conference? That is a loaded question. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Skyler Aitken? Atkin? Aitken, I would go with. Aitken. Play well enough that we can't be ignored and have the Big 12 keep being excluded from the playoffs. 
Interesting. Okay. I like I like the first half of that tweet. The second half, I'll tell you why it does not matter right now. The Big Twelve. I think that might matter later. Is way down the list right now. Later it might, but right now keep me. being excluded. Me. That implies oh futuro. At Twigger Stone, TV contracts being renegotiated. Mm. BYU needs to bring money to the conference. It joins. Ooh, you're on to something. Okay. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about today? How about BYU softball routing Utah Valley last night? Eight zip in five innings. Nice. McKenna Bull threw a one-hit shutout and set the new BYU record for wins in a single season with 33. Yeah, that's awesome. Good job, McKenna. That's very cool. Very cool. You, uh, you mentioned that you would give yourself the karma yesterday. And I needed a five-inning, eight-inning, run mercy And apparently it worked. I rule. thought that was against the rules, but whatever. <laughs> hey, former BYU quarterback Max Hall spoke publicly with the media for the first time since his arrest last September and his uh, stint in drug rehab. Uh, we're tweeting out a link to that interview if you want to check that out. Really good stuff involving Max and his bounce back. We wish him all good things. Harvey Jackson Instagrammed he is getting an NFL opportunity with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations. Nice. nice. So a 10th. BYU undrafted free agent getting another shot. Wait, Why a 10th or a 9th? There were 9. 10. So he's the 10th. Dalton Nixon goes into the Missionary Training Center today. He's going to the Boston, Massachusetts mission. That's where Corey Calvert was and came back two weeks ago. Yeah. In fact, Dalton and Corey were just hanging out. So I'm he's sure probably, they had something to do, do you think Danny Ainge gives him a reference? Has to. He's like, yeah, I'd, here, it's uh, Rajon Rondo. He's in Dallas. <laughs> go, go send this to the people, Dalton. It's all, about, it's all about connections. Rise and it's, shout. It's Tom Brady. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Big 12 pot of gold. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby back in the news. Frankly, making the news. Generating all sorts of fodder for the media, us included, during the college football offseason. He's now saying the Big 12 will not host a championship game. Hashtag flip-flop for days. But guess what, BYU fans? It doesn't matter for you. Thanks, Rock. What the Big 12 decides to do about their championship game right now. Wait, what? Please stop chasing the pot of gold. The pot of gold. In the form of a Big 12 invite. It's not what matters right now. I feel like you're speaking directly to me. It's way (laughs) down the list. Can we just make a pact, BYU Sports Nation, to stop stocking everything that the Big 12 does right now? Just stop. It doesn't matter. You know what? Wait, why doesn't it matter? You tell me, Jerem. We're going to go into this. Yeah, there we go. Okay, it doesn't matter because the Big 12 is not going to invite anyone right now. They're not going to expand. Uh, they don't need a conference title game. They're not going to exp- so they don't need to expand. So they're not the source for the next uh, you know, expansion part two in college football. It's not the Big 12. Okay, so what does matter? What's number one with BYU and Bronco Mendenhall's three-year shot clock? Remind the people what Bronco specifically said, Jerem. You would ask me that. Where'd it go? Bronco Mendenhall said this three weeks ago. I hate to be pinned down, but if someone were to force me, I'd say three years. It has to happen within three. Could it go longer than that? Yes, it could. Is it desirable to me to go longer than that? That answer is no. Bronco Mendenhall has put a Power 5 invite shot clock on himself and BYU. But why? Why? Bronco is participating in the American Football Coaches Association meetings. 
he's clearly hearing things that we don't and won't and is privy to high-level information. So why would Bronco randomly throw out this three-year shot clock specifically on the pursuit of a P5 invite? For one, it's not random. It's a calculated move. Here's what Bronco's trying to do to get BYU into a position that if something happens, they are ready. And it starts with the approaching negotiations of television deals. It started with negotiations. <laughs> no? I, I got you. The I'm untruth. Following, what I'm up? Yeah. What up? Why is it starting with TV deals? Because TVs drive everything. Well, money. It just so happens. Dollar, dollar bills. Jerem, that the Big Ten is one of the most lucrative TV deals out there, if not the most. And they are coming up for renegotiations. Listen to this. Their TV deal, first tier with ESPN, uh, $1 billion, by the way, divided among uh, all those people, 12 of the 14, is worth a lot of dough. And that ends 2016-17. So 17-18 is the first year of that. That's basically two seasons into the third. That's what Bronco Mendenhall is referencing, is the Big Ten TV contract, we think, in three years you know, in two years ends, BYU hoping to get in that third year at some point, where the Big Ten could possibly expand from 14 to 16, create a super conference. Now the Pac-12 has to react. Does the Big 12 react? Does the SEC react? Does the ACC react? At the, that's, that's the next step, man. It's the Big Ten. And Brett McMurphy has validated that very thing on this show. I still don't believe we're going to see any conference expansion or realignment unless Jim Delaney presses the red blinking button and goes to 16 teams and blows everything up and everybody reacts to build up their conferences, then BYU will land somewhere where I don't know. To be fair to Brett McMurphy, he thinks that's not happening for 10 or 11 years, I think, based on the college football playoff negotiations. But Bronco Mendenhall thinks, I think, he thinks, okay, if the Big Ten expands, we need to be involved in that. We need to get invited. And there's a lot of dough. There's a lot of dough oh that goodness. comes with the projected number associated with the existing Big Ten TV con- or uh, the existing teams in a future uh, Big Ten contract, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Big Ten full membership schools are projected to earn 44.5 million. In the new TV deal. Oh, That's 12 of the 14 teams. Goodness. Nebraska didn't get a full share uh, un- until 1718. The in Maryland, it takes six years for them to get a full share. By the way, Utah took them four years to get a full share. What this means, and brace yourself for this, if BYU joins a Power 5 conference, they will probably have to say something similar between four and six years, you'd think, until they get the actual full share of the money. But that's worth the wait. It really is. Because BYU is trying to do cost of attendance. They're trying to raise money you know, for facilities and whatnot, and if you can get 20 to $30 million a year, in this case, $44.5 million a year, BYU's not going to the Big Ten. It's a billion but the, dollars. But those for, kind of numbers. A wow. billion dollars for football and basketball TV rights in the Big Ten. A billion. That's, and that, that's first tier. There are second tier rights <laughs> that come from the Big Ten network. They get, each team gets 7 to $8 million bucks a year from the Big Ten network. Oh. So BYU much money. Makes something equal to or a little less, based on the projections we've heard from ESPN, and those are sec- that's second tier money in the Big Ten. BYU has to get in a Power Five 
because they need they need the money to hang in college sports. There will be at some point that like right now the Power Fives are drawing driving Ferraris and BYU's driving a Toyota Tercel from ninety eight. Like it's good. A Tercel from ninety eight. Can we have something name, better than name that? Whatever. BYU like it's good enough, right? It's good enough for now. But in ten years, you might not be able to hang at that level. How about so, a tricked out Ford Focus, dude? Okay, I like that. Okay, I like that. Keep From going. like 03. Yeah, keep it's, going. It's like it's not it's not new. It's not the nicest thing, but it's pretty nice. Yeah, the 92 Toyota Tercel. That was a terrible analogy. <laughs> that was a terrible analogy. Something better. So this is an interesting oh. time that Bronco Mendenhall publicly states publicly three years expansion hinges on Jim Delaney, commissioner of the Big Ten, pushing the big red button as. Brett McMurphy has qualified it as, and becoming the first super conference. So to recap, Big 12 not hosting a championship game? Who cares? Doesn't matter right now. It's not the first piece. It's not the first domino. No, it's down the line. It's, it sure, is, it's down the line. And that's the conference that BYU— It's on the agenda. It's just down the list. The Pac-12 is not going to invite BYU because they don't want a school that has a religious affiliation, among other issues. And they'll, they'll couch that in academic— uh, you know, yes. research institution, whatever. That's whatever the reason is. The Pac-12 is not going to invite BYU. It doesn't seem like anytime soon. So, I, although I want it, that, that's the conference I want. It doesn't matter about the Big Twelve right now. What does matter? The Big Ten's new TV contract that is being negotiated that will happen in the spring of 2017. Big time money can sometimes bring about big time changes. All the while, BYU making strides to become an even more attractive Power 5 inclusion for these conferences if and when expansion does happen, okay? Exposure, great. Revenue-generating brand, yes, other than Notre Dame, probably the most lucrative of any of the other expansion candidates that isn't in a Power 5. isn't already in a P5. Like, it could be Nebraska was picked from the Big 12 to the Big 10. You could see that with Texas and Oklahoma. I bet the Pac-12 wanted Texas and Oklahoma. BYU scheduling up. Okay, you want to stay relevant on the national scene after losing one game? Play a great game every week, and that's what they're trying to do. Well, that one's tough, and this is a topic for another day. What's what's relevant? Uh, Competing in Big games? Ranked. Yeah. You have a better chance to stay ranked if you play better teams. Then don't play a tough schedule. Well, I, the, the relevance thing is really gray. It's so gray. Because do you want to play a tough schedule but be 8-5 and five or 9-3 nine and, nine and or 9-4 or, or whatever? Or do you want to win a bunch of games and win a, win a good game and finish ranked? That's another day, but it's, it's tough. It's, it's entertaining to play tough games. But if you want to win a bunch of games, the idea is to not schedule The point tough, is right? BYU is doing everything they can and can control, and that includes generating better schedules, hopefully building more excitement, trying to win big games so you stay nationally relevant, and then the, the information about the cost of attendance stipends coming out. They are competing off the field with the top teams in the country. Point is, BYU led by Tom Homo doing everything they can to improve upon an already attractive brand. Enjoy the moment right now, and enjoy game number one in less than four months. One twenty-two. Yeah, one hundred twenty-two days away. Three months and thirty days. Husk that corn. <laughs> Twitter question: What do you think will be the catalyst for BYU's inclusion into a Power Five conference? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At cot underscore BYU football. 
to keep winning and show that we can have winning records against P5 teams each season. That's what I'm getting at, Jerem, is you play more P5 teams, you do well against those P5 teams. That creates more relevance than playing a weak schedule. I, that's up for debate. I don't know, man. Boise State's pretty stinking relevant with the weak schedule. Uh, a week's, is, is, is there's a weak schedule? It's weaker than yeah. BYU's. That up next. They're going to have. Yeah. The BYU baseball coach, Mike Littlewood, back in studio. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can always join our conversation worldwide, nationwide, whenever you feel like it, using the hashtag BYUSN. Listen up. Thursday through Saturday, BYU baseball plays plays its final home series against St. Mary's. Starts Thursday night, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Twitter question today, what will be the catalyst for BYU's inclusion into a Power 5 conference? Intriguing topic here. We've got some great responses. At Shamo says, that's a nice Twitter handle, power schools spend money they don't have and need more. Next TV deal, someone gets desperate, rumors, chaos ensues. That's going to be awesome. Because that was super, you remember that summer? That was awesome. It wasn't awesome that BYU got left out, but it was fun as a sports fan. Every day was like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen next? It, it is straight chaos. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> chaos can be fun sometimes. If no one gets hurt, chaos is great. What will be the catalyst? Send your responses in using the hashtag BYUSN for BYU to get into a P5 conference. Joining us now in Studio B, as he does each and every Wednesday, a power coach, Mike Littlewood of BYU Baseball. Cougars have won six of eight. Uh, coming off a bit of a disappointing weekend uh, against Pacific, but you got to win on Saturday, Coach, and you're in the top four right now heading into a critical series this weekend. How are things going for uh, BYU Baseball right now? You know, it's great. It was it was disappointing, but you know, Pacific, despite their record, has a lot of good players. Um, they're more comfortable at home. They had nothing to lose. You know, they're, they're not going to be in the tournament, so they're kind of a spoiler right now. But it was just tough to score runs. We lost Yuri, so I think we were trying to figure out how are we going to make up, you know, pick up the slack for, for Eric. And it was tough, you know, just uh, going through the lineup. And I think we felt sorry for ourselves just a little bit. It was hot, you know. And uh, that first day, it was 92 taking BP, and guys Ooh. were going, it's hot, it's hot. And I, after the game, I said, hey, they play games in hot, in hot weather sometimes. That's part of the deal, you know. So I think we got over that. And we endured Saturday, 11-inning game, finally pulled it out in, in the uh, top of the 11th and just, just did a good, good job salvaging. We got help from San Diego, who swept Loyola Marymount um, on the weekend. So we didn't really even lose much ground. Four is our magic number. We win four games or a combination of us and Gonzaga or LMU losing over the next couple of weeks, then, then we're in. Uh, and you have a huge series with St. Mary's this week. Uh, but what did it mean to climb into that fourth spot over the weekend to where, hey, we control our own destiny to a degree? Yeah, I, I feel like we've controlled our own destiny the whole time just because of the, we talked about the schedule playing the top five or six teams early in the first half of the season. Uh, and now we're playing. Uh, we found out that those bottom half teams are, are still really good teams. But they're teams like St. Mary's. We need to bring them in here and, and beat them, win the series, win two out of three. And then go to uh, finish the season at Santa Clara. I mean, that's it is. It's it's much better talking about this than talking about well, we need this other three teams to lose every single game, and us to win every game to get in. I mean, that's that's kind of where we were last year. And so it's nice to be able to have the conversation that if we just take care of business and win two out of three the next two weeks, we're in for sure. 
Is there uh, any changes to your pitching rotation or your lineup, for that matter, coming up for the uh, the final two series of the season? Well, we're still trying to tweak it a little bit because of Eric being out. We, we're, you know, we're trying to find. We we actually moved Colton Shaver down a couple spots and moved Bronson Larson in to hit behind Dylan. It looked like Colton was, was uh, pressing just a little bit. Uh, Brandon Lund tweaked his back in the weight room uh, on Monday, so he's questionable this week. So that would really put a wrinkle into into our lineup. But you know, it's it, this is college athletics. Somebody's got to step up. You, you know, you can't complain and, and cry about who you don't have. You just have to go with what you do have and and, and try to do your best. And so, hopefully, we, Brandon wakes up in the morning and feels really good and he's ready to go. I'm, you know, I'll be the first guy to call him. So, uh, keeping our fingers crossed for Brennan. We talked uh, Monday about this new cost of attendance announcement. Um, how does this affect the baseball team, and what have you been told as to distribution and how this works? Well, it's, it's great. I mean, it's great for baseball, and I, I believe it's great for 99% of our sports, maybe 100% of our sports. I don't see a negative in it. Um, you know, the simplest way for, for me to explain it, there, there's more money in the pot for us to share a, a little bit. It's different for headcount sports and equivalency sports. We're an equivalency sport in baseball. We're allowed 11.7 scholarships. We can put 27 players on scholarship. Um, and so the easiest way for me to, to explain it is we have to give a minimum of 25%. I think we're the only sport that has to do that. In other words, we can't just give books, you know, give 2% to this kid to, to make an, a commitment and keep him here. We have to give 25%. Last year, uh, the 25% would have paid maybe 60 or 70% of a, uh, a member of the church their tuition. This year, 25%, because our dividend's higher, that we've had 47 or $4,500 added to our cost of attendance uh, at BYU, then that same 25% is now going to pay pretty much all of tuition, just, wow. just under. So, hmm. you know, I think we're going to spread it around. That's the way baseball is going to do it. Uh, we're not – an equivalency sport's probably not going to have a guy on a full ride. I mean, that's just not going to happen uh, a whole lot, if ever. That's how we're going to do it. I know every sport's going to do it do it uh, differently, but it's great for football and, and basketball and, and those uh, headcount sports where you just go, Here, here's a full ride and enjoy it. When it comes to the distribution, so if I'm a scholarship player, I'm one of, say, the 27 on scholarship, can you only distribute uh, the cost of attendance to those scholarship players? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Walk, you can't say, okay, walk on, you get a little... You cannot. Only those, so it's... It's hey, got you have a scholarship yeah. and you have a seven. For us, it's got to stay within the 27. Yep. Yeah. Mike Littlewood with us in Studio B talking about the cost of attendance announcement. Uh, you specifically referenced Kyle Dean in an article and how the COA helped in, in getting him to come to, to BYU. Do you envision more high-profile athletes uh, in the future for BYU baseball because of, of this, I guess, you know, kind of groundbreaking announcement from the Cougars? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really think, especially BYU, when you talk about the cost of a quality education, that's what we really hammer when we're recruiting. You're, if you look at us compared to Pepperdine and, and San Diego, where their cost of attendance is $50,000 to go to school, and ours is really, in reality, last year it was $12,000. That really has nothing to do with that cost of attendance number that the P5s have put on. I mean, that's just um, every every school can do that individually. But for sure, it helps us because we can give, you know, the highest scholarship we might give is a 65%, 70%. That almost pays for an entire, for for all of their costs. I mean, they're not going to get the the miscellaneous fees paid for. They're, they're not going to get flights um, for their parents' home or them themselves, the player to campus and back. And I think that's really what the cost of attendance is. So there's no, so when you bring in a football player, 
and, and put him on a, a scholarship now, it's not going to cost him money to fly into to, to school or fly home for the, for the holidays or whatnot. He can take care of that uh, through that cost of attendance money, mm-hmm. which is great. When you look at uh, some of your former guys that are in the minors, I guess two were promoted last yeah, week. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Adam Law and Jacob Hanneman. What was your reaction to that? Oh, I'm just, I'm just thrilled. Uh, I just found out from Adam last night. He's on the seven day DL, tweaked his back. But uh, yeah, all those guys are in Double A now. Adam Miller is uh, closing for uh, his Double A team right now, and uh, every night I look, he's got one inning pitch, two strikeouts, and he's throwing 99 to 100 miles an oh, hour. Whoa. I mean, yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. Uh, Jacob Brugman's hitting about 230. Season's early. Season's young right now. It's it's going. Hanneman's hitting about 230 in AA. They're all doing. They're all doing great. I'm really really proud of them. How many guys are in AA? We just listed four. Yeah, there's there's well um, Taylor Cole's in AA as well. Yeah. yeah, Taylor Cole. So we got five guys in AA. BYU nice. baseball representing in the minor leagues. Uh, when you when you recruit and uh, you're you're talking to guys about coming to play BYU baseball, how uh, much involvement to what guys are doing at the next level uh, play into the recruitment of a future athlete? A lot. I mean, we want guys to get drafted. We talked about this a little bit last week. We want guys to get drafted. We want them to get uh, a fair, their fair shake when they sign that signing bonus. But uh, good players want to come to, to places where you're moving your players on. So it's huge for us, especially not to go in and to A ball and they get released the next year. It's like maybe we haven't prepared them well enough to get to pro ball. So it's nice to see all these guys excelling and doing well and, and moving up the ladder. And I'm in contact with them weekly, um, if not daily, uh, especially now with social media. But it's just great to see that they're living their dream and that's what they want to do. I'm a Mariners fan, so naturally I'm going to ask, how's Marcus, your son, doing yeah. in the Mariners organization? He, you know, he's, he's hitting about 200 right now and uh, he's got about 45 at-bats, but he's catching every third game right now in Bakersfield. Uh, he loves it. You know, that's, he's still trying to get better every day and, and working hard. So. Question from a listener for you, Coach, uh, from at Big Al Bornholt. What are the Major League Draft rules for college freshmen, uh, for example, if Colton Shaver is drafted? Yeah, he's got to stay three years. Colton's got to stay three years um, or until they're 21. So a return missionary, if he's turned 21, he can be drafted. So and In Colton's case, he's going to play Colton next can, year. Yeah, Colton cannot be drafted this year. He's not eligible for the draft until after his junior year. And so in the case of a guy like Kyle Dean, and we've explained this, if he comes to BYU, he'll be here for at least three seasons. Correct. Yeah, if he enrolls in class, attends class, he's got to stay here for three years. So he has to go to that first class. Yep, yep. Do you show up at that class and he walks yeah. in and you're like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Kyle Dean! Yeah. 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 We'll be there too. They've changed, just tell us what class. They've changed the signing date. Now, it used to, the major league teams used to have their rights for a year, and now they have to sign them by July 15th or they're gone. So we know if he doesn't mm-hmm. sign by July 15th, he's, uh, he's ours. I can't tell you how excited I am uh, about calling a game on Thursday with my voice back, Yeah, coach. it's going to be nice. Yeah, I'll be able to hear you from oh. the dugout. It'll be nice. <laughs> did, you, did you have any fun reaction to that? Yeah, it was good. Um, I, I, I was almost going to switch him spots, have him come down to the dugout. And <laughs> I, I don't think I was doing a very good job in the dugout that day. I think we were, were we down? We were losing, I think, at that point. Yeah. But I, I don't know. But It's so tough. I we wonder were, every time, like, he, okay, if, if BYU is losing, like, oh, man, he's so hating. He's going to be in such a bad mood, yeah. man. Yeah. If, if you're down, do you think, I don't want to do this? Or are you one of those that's like, you know no. what, I'm going to do it? No, I'm no, it's just part of the deal. I, I, I enjoy doing it. It's fun. But it's hard to that's talk good. and concentrate on what you're doing. And, you know, you see a double hit to the gap and you want to, you know, you want to be part somebody. of it. And you have to keep talking. But that's, <laughs> that's fine. I'm, I'm totally good with it. Love it. Uh, one reason that every BYU fan needs to watch – the game on Thursday. 
Uh, we need, uh, we, we've got to get two wins. I mean, every game is critical for us right now. That, that's the main reason to watch. It's going to be a high, high intensity, high pressure. It's, they're a good team. And come out and support us. That's a big thing. We, we need some support in the stands. Support your local troops. He guarantees someone will hit for the cycle. That's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Thursday night. Wait and see, wait and see it. Mary's at eight. You'll be surprised. Eastern. Let's go ahead and give you a, a dose of the BYU Sports Nation karma, Coach. Thank okay, you. We'll, we'll do I'll our take part. It. I'll take it. milligrams. Yep. We will karma. do our part to help the Cougars win another home series, which, oh, by the way, they have not lost a home series all season Knock long. Wood. Knock on wood. Okay. These like Gregorian chants you're hearing. These, this is the <laughs> BYU men's chorus live in the Harris Fine Arts Center, by the way. Uh, not... Well-known fact. Karma is bestowed. Mike, great to have you. Thanks, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the newest Minnesota Vikings receiver, Jordan Leslie, joins us to talk about why he picked the Twin Cities as an undrafted free agent. And what the heck is the draft like for a guy like Jordan? Stay with us. He's the next Randy Moss, man, with Vikings. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Radio Vision. BYU Radio and BYU TV. No whistling. Unless it's on pitch. <laughs> pitch perfect, too. Download the show podcast on iTunes or stream it on BYUsportsNation.com. Holler. There's BYU Sports Nation swag if you haven't heard or you've heard but you haven't done anything about it. Now's the time. Visit the BYUstore.com. You can get blue goggles and a BYU Sports Nation t-shirt. Get your swag on. Swag. Let's refresh today's BYU. It's from our good friend Michael Scott. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU softball routing Utah Valley last night. Eight nothing in five innings. Exactly what I needed. McKenna Bowl, one hit shutout. Now the BYU record holder for most wins in a single season by any pitcher with 33. Nice job, McKenna. If you missed it, former BYU quarterback Max Hall spoke publicly with the media for the first time since his arrest last September and his stint in drug rehab. We tweeted a link out a little earlier to that interview with Fox 10 in Arizona. Best of luck to Max as he recovers from that. Yeah, bounce back for sure. Harvey Jackson Instagrammed he is getting an NFL opportunity with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations, Harvey. And Dalton Nixon going into the Missionary Training Center today is headed to the Boston Mission. Jordan Leslie is headed to the Twin Cities of Minnesota. This is Jordan's mission. To play for the Vikings. He joins BYU Sports Nation now. Jordan, once again, good to have you on the show, man. Uh, What in the world was the last week like for you? Uh, Of course, thank you for having me, And I'm kind of glad it's all over. (laughs) For a few months trying to get through pro day, get through phone calls, visits, and all that stuff. So it is very stressful, and it's kind of glad it's over. Was it enjoyable? Um, yeah, I mean, there was, there was times where, you know, you enjoyed and, uh, you had fun with it, but then of course there's other times that you're kind of like, gosh, hurry up and finish. Okay. So walk us through what you're thinking and feeling and experiencing during the NFL draft. Um, honestly, during the draft was, was pretty difficult. I mean, cause you know, talking to coaches and even, you know, uh, Articles about me, there was a 99% chance that I was going to get drafted. And, uh, you know, of course it didn't end up that way. Um, going through the draft day, it's, it's really hectic. Because, I mean, people are getting drafted left and right. You don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, I mean, I even got a call from, from one team saying, you know, in the fourth round saying they're going to draft me next round. And so, of course, you, you get your hopes up and then it ends up not happening. And so, you know, that, that kind of kills it. But, I mean, right after the draft, 
uh, you get a whole bunch of calls from from different teams. I think I got you know five. My agent got you know another five to ten, and so you're trying to scramble and trying to figure out what's the best fit for you is. So, how many teams told you they would draft you? Um, you know, teams don't just come out. Not too many teams come out and just say you know they're, they're going to draft you. But but like the one you mentioned, hey, we're going to draft you in the next round. How many like that? Um. That, I mean, that was only one during draft day that I got like that. But when I, you know, talked to teams, everyone was saying, yeah, we see you, we see you as a draftable guy. You know, we, we're hearing anywhere from late fourth to seventh. Um, I mean, I've had, I heard some coaches say, yeah, I don't even think you'll get out of the fifth round. I don't think you'll get out of that sixth round. So, I mean, it's hard to hear all that and not, not you know, end up how you, how you want it to end up. Jordan Leslie with us, receiver at BYU, now a member of the Minnesota Vikings. And let's go there. What happened after the draft concluded for you to end up as a wide receiver, as an undrafted free agent with the Minnesota Vikings? Like I said, uh, so I got, I got called, you know, right after the draft. I mean, literally 20 seconds after the draft, I was fielding calls from about five teams. And then, of course, my agents were fielding calls from another five to ten. And uh, you kind of already have a picture in your mind. You know, you always have a plan B. So if you go on draft, you kind of have, a sense of where you'd want to go, what teams, you know, need receivers. I mean, of course, you don't want to go to a team that's stacked with receivers. And uh, so, I mean, of course, Minnesota was, you know, right up there on the list because, you know, they had a need for receivers. They were they had kind of the fewest of any other team. So uh, to get a call from them was, was kind of a big deal. And, uh, you know, once you see that, you kind of see the fit of the offense. And I'm not Jordan Leslie with us on BYU Sports Nation. We lost him for a moment. We will uh, get him back on the phone. But he's with the Vikings now. So obvious and, disappointment in his voice. But uh, 20 that was, seconds. That it was, he wasn't drafted. And a team told him in the, in fourth, the fourth round, round. we're going to, we're going to draft you in the next round, in the fifth. And he sent out a tweet that said, it's a business. You know, and so I'm... I'm he takes this, I mean, in our conversations here, it's very personal. Obviously, it's personal. It's about you, the player. He felt like he should have been drafted. I thought he had a good chance of being drafted. But it'd be, it'd be great if he landed on Minnesota and had an impact that way. I think he's going to at least make the practice squad, if not the 53, at some point. With the well, Vikings. that team literally, compared to the rest of the NFL, receivers. has the lowest number of receivers of any NFL squad. So his chances of making the practice squad of the 53 are that much better just by sheer numbers. But then you look at his work ethic, and he, he is one of those guys that literally – is fueling his own fire because of things like this. You know, oh, I wasn't included in that list of the top, you know, 50, 50 Sports college football receivers last year. Well, guess what? He had an outstanding season. And now Jordan joins us once again uh, after we reestablished the connection there. Jordan, okay, so you've, you've fueled the fire again. You didn't get drafted, but now you're going to Minnesota. How much more motivated are you to go and prove all those teams that overlooked you uh, and – now go and make a 53-man roster? Uh, you know, of course, that's, that's a huge motivation. Uh, you know, like I said, you talk to so many teams, and, you know, you have, you have that hope of getting drafted, and you kind of hear that, that you will. And then, you know, some teams pass up on you. And so there's definitely, you know, 31 other teams that I, I want to prove wrong. And, uh, I mean, that's just, just kind of motivating me. Uh, like you said, feel my fire. Uh, I'm going to come in there trying to be the hardest worker, hardest working person get close to the, the quarterbacks and stuff like that and just find a way on the roster. What's your, what's your schedule like now? Where are you now? Where, where are you going to be uh, in connection with uh, 
you know, the Minnesota Vikings? Um, right now I'm, I'm in Houston. I leave tomorrow for Minnesota, and we'll have, uh, you know, physicals. Uh, I think we take pictures. And uh, I think we start Friday or Saturday with a uh, rookie minicamp. Jordan Leslie with us on BYU Sports Nation just signed a free agent contract with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, when you move forward now, uh, what what are the specifics of your approaching schedule for the next few months as you really get ready to uh, make this run at the NFL? Um, like I said, this weekend we'll have a rookie mini camp, so it'll be you know the free agents, the drafted players, and and some camp invite players. And so we'll have that, and then then you start getting with the veterans, kind of getting the system down. I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing for every rookie is just kind of getting into the playbook. Um, you know, we all have a different skill set, and so the biggest thing is getting into the playbook as fast as you can so you can get out on the field and uh, produce and, you know, use your skill set to show the coaches that uh, you should be part of that roster. And then I think, I, you know, I'll be there and, and training and working out, and I think uh, around June 19th you get a little break and then uh, start back at it again. Will you be on a 53-man roster with the Vikings this season, Jordan? I mean, of course I'd love to. And, you know, there's no one that's going to work as hard as I am to, to try to do that. But, I mean, there's different factors that, you know, uh, that always uh, come, in, come in. And so I just hope that, you know, I can just keep working hard and just do whatever I can do to get onto that roster. I'll answer it for you. Yes! <laughs> I will be on a 53-man <laughs> roster with the Vikings this year. In the, in, following yes. in the footsteps of Spencer Hadley and Danny Sorensen. I want to I ask you about the picture you tweeted out this morning, uh, getting your body right. Describe to us those machines and what those were. What in the world is that? <laughs> the cryo well, chamber with I mean, Han a, Solo? <laughs> it was like a little place in Houston uh, <laughs> and Vanguard. And, you know, they had, they had this little chamber that actually gets down, you know, produces nitrogen and gets down to about negative. Body, it pushes all the blood, you know, kind of in your uh, in your core of your body, and then once you get out, your blood kind of goes back down to the rest rest of your body, and kind of there's new new blood circulating in, so it definitely helps you heal faster and stuff like that. And then the other thing I was doing was just uh, this Normatec thing that squeezes your legs and kind of also creates circulation in, in your in your legs. Good stuff, Jordan. Always great to talk to you. Uh, we wish you the best. We. Give you a measure of the BYU Sports Nation karma as you pursue a 53-man roster, and uh, we wish, yeah, we wish you the best, my friend. Jordan Leslie with us on BYU Sports Nation on his way to Minnesota. We couldn't hear him because he was getting emotional. That's what happened. It wasn't lo- a cell connection. I love the picture of him in the Vanguard spine thing. We need, it's to, we like, need to tweet that. It's out. like he's got this floating head. <laughs> If I were him, I would have my head on a swivel for Boba or Django, Django Fat Man. Like, no, I'm not going to. I know the Zarlacc got him in Return of the Jedi, but look oh. out. That, that picture is so good. It's He's just str- hanging out in, like, <laughs> mist, smoke in there. Yes, that will be tweeted out oh, if it already hasn't that's been. That's awesome. Up next, maybe the best softball fast pitch pitcher in history on the show. Whoa! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the one and only Jerem Jordan. Coming up Thursday night, 8 Eastern time, BYU looks to continue to try to secure a playoff spot in the West Coast Conference Tournament 
BYU and St. Mary's Thursday night, 8 Eastern time. We'll carry that whole series Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That is the final home series as well for the Cougars. The magic number is four. So According to Mike Little. Combination of... Is that ma- like he thinks they're totally in mathematically or what he thinks? No, mathematically they're mathematically in. If they four, win okay. four of the next six games... They are So if in. they win all three, they only need one and one more. Clarence, and so. then they get help from LMU and Gonzaga losing games, which also would count for one towards that magic number. Gotcha. Okay. They're so, in. They're getting in. Pay attention. Watch baseball on Thursday. If you weren't watching softball last night, shame on you. No, I'm just kidding. But really, you should watch the greatness that is happening on the softball diamond with BYU softball this year. Uh, specifically, McKenna Bull. She set a new record for wins in a single season with 33, and we are now joined by her pitching coach, Pete Meredith, who clearly should take at least half the credit for what McKenna Bull is doing. <laughs> Pete, welcome to Studio B. Thanks, guys. Appreciate being here. And Spence, thanks for being a part of softball for us. You call our games at home, and thanks. That's, we really appreciate it. You do a well, good job. No problem. It's, uh, it's, it's with easy. or without his voice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's easy to watch McKenna Bull, and when, when she set the record last night, what were you thinking and feeling inside? Well, I, to put it in, into kind of how she did last year. Last year, I believe a whole season, we were 34 and 23, something of that nature. So this year, you know, she's pretty much matched our total wins of last year, and she's done it all herself. So she's definitely come leaps and bounds from, from last year and Obviously, the team's reaping the rewards. It's awesome to have a great pitcher, um, but sometimes when she doesn't have her stuff, uh, you got to go to someone else. So how much confidence do you have in investment in McKenna to, okay, you're, you're going to carry the team in the circle? Well, the good thing about that is, uh, and McKenna will say the same thing, is that Sydney Broderick, a catcher, does a great job. So when she sees uh, little chinks in her arm, as you will, when she's throwing, she makes the adjustments with her and kind of gives her the feedback and gets her back on the right track. Um, McKenna's been strong the whole year, so it's it's been amazing. And, and watching it and, and the whole team just kind of performing behind her, it's been outstanding. What is the ceiling for McKenna Bowl? She's only a sophomore, and she's already on pace to basically set every BYU record ever in BYU softball for pitchers. When she came to BYU, she actually, that was one of her goals. Um, she said she wanted to do that and, you know, and, and hats off to her because she had that vision. And when you go to bed at night or sleep at night, you think about things of that nature. So obviously the team will benefit because of her reaching those goals. And, and she's a very, very capable lady. Um, her speed's picked up. She's developed a couple of new pitches and is working hard on a changeup. So we, we, she's got a bright future, and I think the, the ceiling's very, very high for her. What kind of speed are we talking about? Well, last year she was coming in throwing about 61, 62 on a good day, 63. Now when she's got her good stuff, she's cracking around 63, 64, 65. So, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but trust me, when you're standing 40, 42, 43 feet away, it's pretty quick. Can you translate that into, uh, you know, what it would be from, say, uh, the pitcher's mound? Is that in the 90s? Yeah. Equivalent? I, and the one thing in baseball, baseball, everything goes down. Softball, it goes up, it goes sideways, does all those good things. So that's pretty quick. I would say it's definitely in the 90s, and reaction time's really, really quick. Hmm. Pete We're going to find this out, too. Yeah, BYU softball pitching coach and one of the greatest fast-pitch softball players ever. Okay, there – there's this legend out there floating around, Pete, that uh, you could throw near triple digits 
as a fast pitch softball pitcher. Not baseball, but underhand. How fast could you throw it in your prime? In my prime, it got on you pretty quick. Um, <laughs> to give you an example, um, and and basically put it in perspective, when we play games, there's 21 games to a perfect game. I've struck out multiple times 21 in a row. So <laughs> it's can you it, play intramurals? <laughs> it's slow pitch, but so it, it, it got it gets on you pretty quick. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to play all over the world and play against the top competition and, and play for a couple of countries, New Zealand being one and obviously the U.S. being another. So to play against the best and to be lucky enough to do what I did for such a long time, it was, it was incredible. So do you get bored pitching uh, batting practice? <laughs> no, it's, these, these young ladies keep me on my toes. Uh, coach will, will kind of admit to this too. They pluck it back to you pretty hard. Uh, I've been hit <laughs> that little screen multiple times. Last year... I mean, in all the years that I played, and I had a career spanning close to 20 years, I never got hit once. Not one time. Wow. Last year, I got drilled multiple times by these young ladies. So <laughs> they bring it. They, 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 they get the game face on. Now, we're, we're uh, not hoping to do that, but on Monday, we're going to shoot a BYU Sports Nation all-access piece with McKenna Bull. We're going to try and hit off her. Do we stand a chance at all? I appreciate you saying trying because it's going to be tough. <laughs> I, I bring your rabbit's foot. I bring all the lucky things you have, and if you get a fail tip, I'd say good job. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just gonna try and I'm just try, gonna bunt slap my way to first. That's my one goal. There you go. Foul you go. something off. It'll be interesting. We'll see how uh, how well you folks do Monday. You told me yesterday, Pete, that you pitched against Mike Littlewood, who joined us on the show earlier. How did that work out for Mike? You know, Mike actually brought, mentioned that to me. And he, he kind of said he didn't do too well, which I, I can't remember the result because I, you know, a lot of players and sometimes I don't think Mike actually played the game that long. So uh, I wouldn't have seen him on a regular basis or when we traveled to the elite competition. But uh, I think uh, I think Mike might have uh, been, you know, good morning, good afternoon and good night. And <laughs> see you later. Pete Meredith, the pitching coach for BYU Softball with us on BYU Sports Nation. We'll end with this, uh, Pete. How legitimate is the shot of BYU making it back to what would be their second uh, super regional appearance this year? Um, it's all going to depend on pitching. Unfortunately, it, it, it kind of gets narrowed down to that. Good pitching takes care of good hitting. Our competition is going to be extremely fierce and it's going to be tough. And I think uh, we'll give it. Uh, everything we have, and I know McKenna, every time she goes out on the circle, whoever we have gone the circle will leave it out there and play as hard as she can. I think uh, I think we'll do well. We'll compete, and if we get a break here and there, we could, uh, who knows, end well, up in Oklahoma. Let's hope the pitching coach is good, right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> world-class softball pitcher and world-class softball coach, Pete Meredith with Sun BYU Sports Nation. Coach, great to have you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, what else have you not heard about? Well, if you missed anything, it's in the Cougar Whip Round. I can guarantee you that. And who gets today's Rise and Shout? I have a good idea. Do you? Yeah, because I prepared it. (laughs) Don't give it away! This is BYU Sports Nation. Rhymes with... BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What should we do, Darren? Little baby. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
Baseball. After dropping two of three at Pacific, BYU looks to try and continue to secure a tournament spot as they take on St. Mary's tomorrow, 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Softball. McKenna Bull set the single season record for most wins by a pitcher in a season. Number 33 last night, passing BYU great Paige Affleck. The Cougars dominated Utah Valley 8 to nothing in a five-inning shutout win. Affleck. Football. Former Cougar Harvey Jackson. Harvey Jackson. Instagrammed he has received an offer to work out with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am for real. Track and field. The men's team joins the women's team today for the twilight meet in Ogden. Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> Stop. BYU alum. Future guests nah. on the show. How about Adam Law? We found out he went on the seven-day disabled list. Yeah. For a strained back. He's our homeboy from Provo. He's making he's making uh, good progress. He's up to double A, baby. The Tulsa Drillers. In minor leagues, yeah. That's an affiliate of Dodgers, the I Dodgers. The the Doyas. The, the Dodgers. <laughs> Adam uh, Andre, Andre Ethia. <laughs> Andre Ethia. I love <laughs> I love Vince Cole, He's man. the best. He is the legendary the broadcaster. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. Dexterlaw.com. And it goes to the young lady we just referenced. A new BYU record holder, McKenna Bull. 33 wins in a single season. She's going to crush all the records because she'll start for four years. She's already halfway to the strikeout record, and she's not to the end of her sophomore year. Yeah. They've already clinched the West Coast Conference Championship, and they're going to play a whole series this weekend. It's it's gravy. Maybe help seeding a little bit in the NCAA tournament, but hopefully they uh, win the regional. Seven consecutive conference championships for BYU softball. Twitter question today. What will be the catalyst for BYU's inclusion into a P5 conference? At Joe Bleeker says, financial incentive for a P5 conference to invite BYU. It's that simple. In a way, that is, yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Thanks to Mike Littlewood, Jordan Leslie, Pete Meredith, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUsportsNation.com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Paige Affleck. (laughs) BYU Sports Station back to work tomorrow at noon. Batman.